This is Healing Through Love. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Along the way, I'm going to get to talk to some incredible friends, loved ones, as well as experts in the fields of dating, relationships, wellness, healing, everything in between. Um, And today is no different. Today I have with me the very insightful David Chambers. David is the host of the Authentic Man podcast. He empowers men to create the exciting and deeply connected dating lives, sex lives, and relationships that they long for by developing their true authentic selves. As a dating relationships and intimacy coach, coaching men for over a decade, David guides men to create authentic attraction, build deep emotional connections, embody healthy masculinity, and express connected sexual intimacy by helping themselves build self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and self-leadership. Now, before we get into this incredible talk, just a reminder, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star review. It really helps in extending the reach. Also, if you are able to support financially, you can become a monthly donor to the podcast by hitting the link in the show notes. Any and every amount helps in just extending the growth of this podcast. Thank you all so much for your continued support. As always, you can also share and tag about us on social media at Solidarity underscore media. And you can also head to SolidarityMediaProductions.com to continue the conversation. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, we have some polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can also play along with. All right, everyone, let's get into the talk. Hi, everyone. So glad to um, have you all here today. I have the amazing David Chambers here with me, who is a dating and relationships coach. David, how are you? Thank you for joining me today. I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm very excited to speak with you. I was kind of digging through your profile and just seeing all of the amazing work that you um, have done and like the the sort of um, the writings that you have around like being uh, the authentic man. I'm very excited to dive into that with you. Um, can you start by just giving us a little bit of like how you sort of started, where you kind of began the work that you're doing today? Mm, yeah, I guess the Short of it is it started probably over 14 years ago, actually. Um, I first got into the kind of the dating scene um, through my own difficulty. You know, I wasn't meeting the kind of high quality women that I wanted to meet. Um, so I started reading and I ended up on internet forums and I found myself at some sort of strange boot camp. And then I found myself teaching on these strange boot camps um, in London. And then I kind of stopped doing that. And I was all this time I was working in my tech job um, at the same time. And then I kind of, you know, did a load of traveling and self-development and just living my life, you know, just living um, through my late 20s. And then about five years ago, um, I'd spent two years traveling the world. And then I came back and a friend of mine, well, numerous of my friends were just really unhappy and miserable and sad um, when I saw them. They, I remember asking, as a few guys, I saw them for the first time in like two years. And I was like, hey, man, how are you? And they were just burst into tears. And I saw there was this, this unhappiness, this loneliness, this depression, this disconnectedness that a lot of men were feeling. And then about six months after that, a friend of mine said to me, oh, why don't we start a podcast? Like, let's combine all this stuff we know about self-development and self, 
I don't so much use the words actualization, but like self-inquiry and so forth with the dating knowledge that we also have, right? Because we know that all this kind of um, very pickup style, pickup line style kind of dating stuff of like do this and say this and wear that doesn't work long-term. It might work short-term, but you need to have some substance behind you. So um, that started up the podcast. We did it together for a little while and then he stepped away and did some other ventures and then I kind of rebranded everything into Authentic Man, which felt really true for me. Um, and I've been kind of working with men, coaching men one-to-one in groups, um, as well as coaching couples, actually, for like pretty much the last, solidly for the last kind of three years. Wow, that's amazing. I'm, I really appreciate that, like, you know, you could you could see the need, right? Especially in your just close friend groups, you start there, right? And you can see, okay we're not saying what we need to say here and we're not there's no there's no space maybe for men for people to just like really be able to express themselves um do you think like in just in your upbringing or maybe even in just your the way that you were just sort of raised in in your society um did you find that there was ever kind of any space or opportunity for you to just be able to express those emotions or talk about those like deeper things that your friends might have been experiencing Mm, it's interesting because like I count myself as really lucky because I've got like a, a group of friends who mostly who I've known for the best part some of them I've known for 20-25 years and we've kind of grown and evolved together so you know maybe people have grown a bit more than others and then other people have caught up and we're able to kind of talk and express but I've definitely been in amongst groups of men where that doesn't exist like you know I've been on stag do's for instance, which is usually the way the the way that I end up in a group of men that I don't really know, and they're vastly different from me. And I might say, "Oh yes, I like. I was at my yoga class uh, the other day, and it was really beautiful. The way the music they played afterwards, and those guys would be like, What the fuck, man? Yoga? Why are you at yoga? Why don't you go to the gym?' <laughs> I'm like, oh, "I'm bored. I, I did the whole gym thing. Like, there's no. I don't need to get any bigger anymore. Like, yoga's beautiful. It's really great for the body and the mind. And um." And then, you know, I guess in my childhood, you know, my parents, both my parents are Jamaican, right? And so I grew up in, with my mum, who, you know, single parent of four children. So she's a very hardened, she was a very hardened woman at that time, especially. She softened a lot in her older age. So emotions and space for talking about how you felt just didn't exist, really. It didn't exist. Um, and I guess in my teenage years and 20s, I always had quite a number of female friends, which I kind of attribute to the fact that I had... Um, I've got three sisters, so I'm very used to being in the company of women, but it wasn't, it didn't translate well to dating. I could have a conversation with a woman and she'd be like, oh, you're really sweet. You're really nice and kind and funny, but there would be zero attraction for her. That's something I had to really kind of work on for myself. Um, so I'd say in a nutshell, there isn't much space for men to talk. Um, and that's not because of women, for instance, uh, cause I know a lot of men like to say, oh, it's because everything's because of women. It's because of the way that we're raised as men. There's a whole socialization that happens around emotions and friendship and connection and that is that causes us to be really to not have that. Um, and I give you an example. Um, because I coach men, often I'm the first man they may have spoken to in years who just listens to them. Right. So it's not uncommon for me to speak to a man for the first time and for him to speak continuously without break without me saying anything for anything from half an hour to an hour, because I've just given him the space. I've said, hey man, I'm here to listen. You can talk about anything. 
like I've I've listened to people talk about all sorts of wild situations in their life, and I am just here with the most compassion and understanding for how we get there. And then it's like they know there's acceptance, and then it just comes. They just let it out, you know. Sometimes it's words, sometimes it's crying, sometimes it's just a few tears, sometimes it's anger, and then they just they can let it out a little bit with me. Um and we work for it. So I I think there's a real lack of men taking up spaces where they can talk because there's a lot of spaces for them if they want to take them up but the mm. societal conditioning gets in the way of them doing that and pride which is part of it as well totally yeah I would definitely agree with all of your sentiments I, I mean I as I look at my life like I honestly don't think there is a single man in my life right now that is truly like emotionally available for me or mm. for themselves even. Um, and it's, it's, it sucks. Cause I know, I know that there's a desire there for them to be like, there's been a few guys in my life for guy friends who would like, yeah, I'm here for you, whatever you need. Da, 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 da. And then like, I go to them for something I need and it's like, Oh, my phone died <laughs> or like, Oh, I couldn't be there or whatever. And I, I have to have like a deeper conversation with some of them. Like what's really going on here? Like what, why is it like like you can't just like have that space for yourself for other people um so i really appreciate like yeah the work that you're doing and that you're creating those opportunities um you know for men do you think like especially in the modern world that we have today you know we have all this access to virtual technology everything like that to really kind of keep us more connected but in a way we're also very disconnected as well but do you think like do you think that there's room now in this day and age for there to be more opportunity and more spaces for men to do the things you know to express themselves and do what you're doing yeah yeah there's so much opportunity actually so much you know i just came from lunch with a friend of mine and he's gonna be going on a men's retreat um being organized in europe for instance and a, a large proportion of the retreat is about expression it's about expressing in different ways not just through words uh from movement through sound and all those things which might sound really scary right to especially the men might be listening to this but it's actually there's a lot of stored up expression that you have that's just in your system it's in your body that's in your mind that just needs to be let out so that you can actually move past it. You know, if it's overthinking, because a lot of guys, you know, suffer from overthinking is a really common thing that I come across with men, you know, anxiety, um, procrastination, all these things is that there's often there's this load of expression needs to come out. Um, so there's so much opportunity, right? In the real world, if you want to, you know, men's groups um, all across the world, you know, all across the world, like everywhere you go, you know any major seat in the world i could pretty much find someone in a men's group to join if they wanted it um there's retreats there's online spaces now there's so many online spaces you just have to be willing to go i'm intrigued i'm interested and you know kind of dissolve or move through your apprehension your pride your belief that i can sort it out on my own which is a, it's a really common one i find with men but there's so much opportunity and i've never met a man who said to me oh, I went to a men's group, or I went to this men's retreat, or I spoke to a coach and said they regretted it. I've never met a person that said those words to me. Like not once, everybody, when I speak to them afterwards, they're like, oh man, I'm so glad that I did that. Or, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to get that from men. And after they speak to me, they're like, oh my God, I feel so much better for just having the conversation. You're like, mm. yeah, conversations can be transformational. Absolutely. I love that. And uh, I, again, everyone... 
be curious and like go first go check out David and check out all of the work that he's doing. Um, but yeah, it really does just take that first initial step of like, okay, what I need help and where can I find it? Right. I do think that, that, like you said, that, um, that thought of, I can just figure it out by myself. Like one that is a very much, you know, translated kind of uh, theory for like men to adopt for themselves. But then I also see it a lot just as an American, like that is just like how we operate, like the individual, you got to hustle, you've got to like solve this. You know, even for me as a woman, like that that's how I was sort of raised. Like that was the slogan in my head is like, figure it out, Olivia, you, ha you have to figure it out. Don't ask for help because then you, you're seen as like weak or you're not good enough, you're not qualified or whatever. Um, and we definitely, that's something that I've been unlearning. And I think that we just need to challenge more just in general with everybody, but particularly for men, because that applies this extra pressure, anxiety, all of these other things to feel like, you know, you're, you're man enough or you're good enough or whatever it is. Um, can you define for us, you know, your, uh, your podcast, your, I'm sorry, your book or your podcast is called the authentic man or that's your brand. Yeah, mm -hmm. Yes. The podcast authentic man. What does that mean? What is the authentic man? Mm. Let's see. Yeah, I think this, for me, the authentic man is a man who is able to express himself as he is in in the moments, right? Not all, and it's not like a binary thing. It's like you're an authentic man or you're not an authentic man. This is a spectrum, right? Uh, really, is like in the moment when it comes, it's like, what do I need to express right now? Mm. Can you notice any resistance to expressing that? That's one thing. But also living true to your values, right? And having values, like what are your values in life? What's like important to you? Or, you know, what would you fight for? You know, what's the thing in, in, in your life, maybe for you or or your cause? It's like, what are you really, what game are you playing in life? What are you really up to that's important to you? You know, all these things start to govern how authentic we are, how we express ourselves. And again, it's not just words. I express myself through my clothes. I express myself through how my home looks. I express myself in how I walk it's like is there any what's the resistance there about other people and their opinions or what you think you should be doing you know and stuff like that it's like that's um wearing away at your own authentic expression of you and those things aren't really real other people's opinions really have nothing to do with you and are all to do with how they see the world and how they've experienced things so it's like how can we bring more of you um as a man the range that you have as well, right? The range. I'm a big fan of range because, you know, often I meet men and they're like, oh, I'm a masculine man. Like, you know, I'm on the path of masculinity. And I say, okay, so you understand the kind of duality of life that we all have this, the masculine, which is like structure and um, solidity and what else am I looking for? Um, you know, organization, right? And presence and awareness. And we have the feminine, which is energy, which is flow, which is chaos, which is spontaneousness, all these things. It's like, how do you, how are you with this feminine side of things? And they're like, oh, I don't need that. I'm a man. I'm like, well, no, you need that because that allows your masculine side to be even more expanded, right? In, in your being, it gives you more range, right? Because there's this whole side of your being that you may be negating. So it's like, how can, as men, can we step more into our range and dissolve the judgment we have about anything that's on the edges of that range like nurturing for instance we might have judgments like oh nurturing like as a man like oh that's for sissies or something like that right so like, well actually that judgment there why what's that 
how's that how's that holding you back in your life so it's like how can we move through those things into ever expanding into the the myriad of parts of ourselves so we can kind of embody more of our own unique authenticity oh man david you are doing the good work I love that. Uh, and yes, I, I like that you, ex, you know, re help, really help them, like you said, explore the dynamics, the intricacies, like more than just one side. I think that the, you know, masculine, feminine energy exists in everybody, like regardless of your sex, gender, identity, everybody has the ability to experience um, or to express masculine and feminine energy. And so if you're living so much in one lane like yeah you're not really being authentic to like to your full the full scope of like who you're capable of being so i mean i think that that's that's incredible and i'm curious what um can you kind of give us like uh, maybe just like some techniques or practices that you use in a session with the with your clients or with with the with the, people, the men that you're talking with i use an example of something really simple around um, expression like emotional expression because often as men we're stunted when it comes to emotional expression because you know we kind of told that emotions are not something we need or something we should do or they get in the way so often men come to me a really common problem that i've been coming across recently is like expressing of love and desire to mm -hmm. these men in relationship or men who are dating right there's a lot of uh, judgment they have around expressing love like oh I don't I'm not good at expressing love I you know that's not something that men do like you know all these kind of things so I help them with the language men often have a real struggle with the language of describing emotions and feelings they don't know the words they don't have the words to say that you know I'm feeling elated today or that you know I'm just feeling this this slight tinge of sorrow you know, in my day or this, this grief I'm feeling about not getting that job that I wanted. They often end up with very basic words like, ah, uh, I'm sad, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm happy, I'm okay. So when I start to work with them, again, just giving the language, I use something called the wheel of emotion, which is something you can download anywhere on the net. And it's probably one of my number one coaching tools. It's like, okay, you're trying to describe this experience to me that you're having, right? Got it. I understand what you said. Now, here's a weed of emotion. Just pick, a, have a little look at that. Pick some words off it and ex explain that experience to me again. And they'll do it again. And they'll be like, ah, oh. I was like, did that feel better? They're like, yeah, I just feel like I was able to give you more understanding and color. So often when it comes to, to men, I you know work with a lot of men in the realms of like dating and relationships. It's like I help them bring that into their relationship so they can express themselves and they can be heard and they can be listened to. They can be understood. So that, that's a simple way in which I, I help them with range of just language, which is, you know, one of the simplest things we can do, but it's it makes such a difference to how they feel because they realize that, oh, okay, I'm expressed myself. She knows how I feel. Or if they're dating, they're able to compliment someone in a way that isn't just like nice hair. It's like they can add <laughs> some range to it, right? Something yes. a bit more specific and meaningful to, to, to the woman that they're dating so this is you know one technique and I say another one where I'm really passionate about is like stillness meditation you know stuff like that breath work because there's an element for a lot of men is that they struggle to be still they struggle to be with the chaos of their mind like to be with the fact that all of our minds are thinking all of the time all sorts of crazy stuff but there's a real um application to just sitting with 
Like mm. I'm going to sit here and my mind's going to do all it's thinking, but I'm just going to observe it. I'm not going to get entangled in it. And the reason why this is really important is I see, I see direct links for myself personally, but also for my clients, like when they can sit and meditate. And again, it's not about getting the mind completely clear because that's a kind of Western myth about meditation, right? It's about observing the thoughts and what comes up and goes. That means that when they're in their relationship and there's arguments or discussions, they become less reactive to the passing and fleeting emotions that come up, right? Those emotions that might make you get angry and shout or make or might make you overreact to certain things your partner does because they've practiced in just observing and being present to and seeing that emotions come and then they flow away and then that's it and it's gone. And it's that practice um, you know, the range, but also the presence that can really, really help a man when it comes to not just his relationships, right? Like I work with guys and I'm just helping them with their businesses and, you know, they're now more present in meetings or they're now more able to um, listen to people more and more and get to really what's important to that person. Mm. Yes. Expressing it, feeling it, observing it and naming your emotions. Like I, I love that you said that because even just that act of like, you know, defining it with just one word, even if it's not exactly like just defining it a little bit, immediately the emotion just like I'm able to kind of release it in a way. It's almost like like when you hear a noise in your closet and you turn the light on and it's just like, I don't know, a, a shirt or something. Right. And suddenly that fear is gone because you you shed the light on it a little bit. So, yeah, I. I love that practice. That's I'm definitely going to get the, what is usually called the wheel of emotions. Is that what it says? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look for that. Um, Cause that's, that sounds amazing. And that's, I think also our ability to be able to better process our emotions. It, it's obviously it's helpful for us. And just like being able to, like you said, find a little bit more peace or just like um, stillness in the chaos of everything that we're going to be experiencing. But it also just like uh, for people, anybody outside of like, um, you know, anybody in the opposite sex or just like in our environment, it builds a better, stronger, just like relationship and connection in society as a whole, because we're not just these like man children that are just like, you know, flailing around trying to figure out our emotions or just like wildly expressing them. We're actually, like you said, really observing, really understanding and, and, kind of shedding a light on it in a way that like dims it, dims its strength in, in a, in a, in a way. Um, so I love that. And I think that that's incredible. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, um, the dating relationship techniques? What, what are things that you think, um, men are most, and you kind of talked about this, but men are most struggling with in dating and relationships, or maybe even not even just men, but in general, like as a, as a society, where are we struggling with in dating and relationships? I think communication, <laughs> communication yeah. is the first battleground, right? Um, and one of those reasons is, is that we have all these assumptions about other people, right? We call them prejudices, actually, might be a better term. There's all these prejudices about people, right? We think people are a certain way and that they're thinking in a certain way and that their actions mean a certain thing. <laughs> so we then, in, we kind of entrench that into our communication, you know, like, I don't know, say for instance, um, you're a man and you think that pretty women don't want to talk to you. 
That means that when you go into a bar and you see pretty women, right, you're going to think, ah, oh, there's no point talking to them because they won't talk to me. Or even if one was to be standing right in front of you, smiling at you, giving you the eye, right, your programming of pretty women don't want to talk to me is still there. You'll be going, ah, oh, oh, she must want something from me or she must be looking at somebody else, right? And we, this thinking gets in the way of everything that we're trying to do with our lives because we have this idea of how the world is. It's like a, you know, if anyone's listened to much of uh, Muji, it's like there's this isness. We're like, this is this, and this is that, and this is how this is. So we communicate that constantly. So in how that affects dating, for instance, and, and relationships, it's like, I see a lot of clients, like I'll give you an example. One of my clients, he feels a lot of anxiety around dating. And when we spoke about it the first few times, there was this assumption he had. He was like, oh yeah, women don't find me attractive. I was like, okay, let's look at this. Do they? And he was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm always worrying on dates. They don't find me attractive. I was like, okay, so how does that affect how you communicate? He, he goes, oh, well, I guess I don't really open up because I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Cool, so you don't open up. What else? He's like, oh, I guess, you know, I'm really conscious if they're looking at me. Got it. Okay, cool. What else? And we went through this list of things that affect him. And I said, okay, so if you went on a date, and you do all these things that you've just said is the date going to go well is it going to be a connected date and he was like no and I said so you don't even know if that woman finds you attractive because you've decided already how you're going to act and he was like yeah and then we started to get into it like okay the when you go to bars do people randomly talk to you he goes yeah sometimes I said oh you said you you know told me a story about um, going to pick up a sofa and buying a sofa and um, he later ended up like matching on hinge with the girl that he picked up the sofa from and I said so when you went to pick up the sofa did you did you feel in the air that there was something there he was like yeah I guess so she did talk to me a lot I was like so this woman is talking to you more than she needs to talk to you and she's not serving you in any way right she's in a, in a situation where she can choose to say as little as she wants I was like and you're telling me that women don't find you attractive right and he was like yeah and I said so if you started to relate to women from a place of that women find me attractive right how would you start to show up on your dates and so forth and he goes oh I'd be a bit more open I'd be a bit more curious blah 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 blah, blah. two three sessions later he goes on a date and he's like man I had this really great day I was really present we had a lot of fun we did a lot of laughter we had a few glasses of wine and blah 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 and I said, you see the difference in just shifting the assumption you're making about yourself and other people. Because this is the thing that underpins our communication so much. Like, yeah, sometimes we don't have the words to like, you know, but if we are so stuck in our heads in the assumption of what men are like or what women are like or what dating is like or what online dating is like or what people of a certain age or a certain color and all these type of things, mm -hmm. we've basically like knocked ourselves out before we've even got in the ring. Yep. <laughs> That is like, oh, that was me all the time when I'm like prior to really a date, like digging into this work. Yeah, I would self-sabotage in a way or just like jump to the end of the relationship before I even know this dude's last name. Like, Olivia, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, I, I definitely I think you're right in that, you know, as much as it's important to define you know, what we're feeling and everything that we're pro like kind of going through, we have to be careful about not poisoning ourselves with the talk that we're kind of just spiraling in or these, these, like you said, 
these preconceptions, these prejudices, these judgments, these, you know, assumptions about what we think other people are thinking about us. If you're, if it's really that concerning and really that like anxiety inducing, just ask, like, just reach, like, just talk to the person and see. Um, because yeah, giving yourself that clarity, giving yourself that understanding is like the most important thing. I'm happy to hear that your client was able to like go and have, you know, a much better date just through that, like you said, that shift in his mindset. That's incredible. Um, can you share a little bit about, you know, where people can sort of start in this process? I think there's, a, like you said, there's a lot of options out there in terms of, you know, hookup, dating, you know, gurus or whatever. Where is a good place for somebody who just wants to have more genuine, authentic connections? Like where is a, where is a good place for them to start? Mm. As in start in with like within themselves or to find out information outside themselves? Let's say with themselves first. Oh, with themselves. Okay. I would say, so if your dates aren't going the way you want them to go, the first place I would start is like, what is your, um, what are some of your past about date around dating? Like what's been the history? Like literally get a piece of paper out and go, relationship by relationship or if you haven't had any like kind of what you want you would call like a proper relationship think of the situationships and the almost relationships you've had and be like what is the story i have about this what's the story about how this went or how this person made me feel and how they treat me and do that for each relationship and then read through it and go is there a pattern here because there's going to be a pattern because you know you're a human being and you're in all of these relationships right so it's like, okay, so there's this relationship pattern happening, right? So for me, for instance, when I started to do this sort of work, it was like, oh, women don't accept me. They don't want to really hear how I feel. They can't handle like my thoughts and emotions and desires. That was my simple um, thing. Oh, they want to restrict me and restrict my freedom and blah, blah, blah. That was like some of the key points to mind, which is like hallmarks of, of someone who is avoidantly attached. And then the second thing I would look at is like, what is the fa what is your family history about relationships? Like, what was your parents like? What's your dad like? What's your mum like? What's your caregivers like? Have a look at that. And if there's some correlation between those two things, then what you have there is a pattern, right? And even if you ask a friend actually to look at this, because sometimes we don't want to see patterns in ourselves, but someone else can look at it and see it like clear as day, or you find a coach or something like that. Because there's, there's likely to be a pattern. My dad is massively avoidant man hugely important and even you know I never really lived with him but he's cold he's emotionally like inept like I feel for him it's not you know it's a generational thing for him you know I don't have a I used to be very angry at him about this and I did my work and realized that actually like no one showed him how to be a father no one showed him emotions weren't something that was valid for him to express as a young man he just needed to like work in the fields and and like make enough money for him to go to university you know it was a different world and then once you've done that, you're going to see there's some patterns and it's like, okay, cool. Like, what do I do with this? How do I start operating differently? And it's to, to, to know that you don't have to be the way you've always been. So it's starting to re like choose new patterns, right? Choose new ways of being. So if for myself, it was like, okay, I struggle with expressing how I feel in my emotions. Okay. So I had to start going, okay, what am I feeling? I learned the, you know, I learned, I didn't learn the way I learn. I teach people because I didn't have such a clear system for anyone to give me. I went a very long way around and I did loads of different retreats and I did loads of different like online courses and stuff like that. 
and I started to see that it was just simply I didn't have the language but I also was a bit afraid of expressing love so I started to do that more with friends like compliments like saying nice things to people paying attention to beautiful things in the world like one of the exercises I give my clients is I want you to go into a forest or somewhere where there's trees or plants and I want you to sit down for 10 minutes right and just look at one of them look at one plant right that catches your eye and just look at it you don't need to do anything just sit there because then we start paying attention to things that are nice because our brain has this habit and mine feels very strong of only looking for what's terrible and what's wrong in the world and ourselves right so for me, it was retraining around beauty and being able to express that to other people. Like, oh man, there's this flower I saw in the forest and it's really beautiful and describing it and expressing that feeling of goodness. Um, and I guess another process for me was like being really open and honest about what I wanted because I wasn't being really open and honest because I didn't think it would be accepted. So I started to be more open and honest. So there was a point in my life where for probably a couple of years, I was really just, it was just open relating. I wasn't getting into any sort of relationship that wasn't didn't have the capacity for like open relating right and like that was an edge for me because it was like oh I had I saw that it was a belief that oh women won't accept won't want to be of a man who wants to be of other women right and what happened I started saying this is what I wanted being honest being straight about it and what also happened I met women who were totally cool and fine with that I met some women who weren't they were like oh that's not what I want I was like no problem great but I made it very I made it clear it made it really clear cut and it meant that they were happy and I was happy because there's clear communication and it's like working on these 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 things you have to look at yourself first and you have to look very hard and I was lucky I had some really good coaches um I went on some really good retreats as well over this point and had some very difficult conversations with friends who were able to are willing to go nah man that's where that's your shit over there like do you see where you do that and you know so that was really beautiful um and then slowly change how you are being you know start making different choices like noticing you know for instance if it's dating if you are fearful of talking to women it's like okay when the fear comes up what, am I, what do I make it mean about me like oh uh, women don't want to talk to me like what does that mean about me oh I'm a failure as a human being okay talk, really be passionate be sorry be compassionate with yourself it's understandable that you could feel that way. Maybe if you had a parent who was like very black or white, like success or failure, and you, you've kind of internalized that. So it's doing this kind of deeper work on yourself and looking at the stories, the narratives. And then I guess there's another extension is, you know, getting to the kind of sort of some of the somatic therapies. Um, you know, breath work, for instance, is a wonderful way, a really beautiful and very accessible way to, to, to be on a healing journey. Um, and even though for some people they get into things like psychedelics like ayahuasca or um or mushrooms again they can be really beautifully done but again those things need to be done in in a space that's created correctly because research has shown that the music the setting the people the maestro the shamans um the facilitators are more important than the than the actual substance and that's definitely in my experience i've been lucky to 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 work with some wonderful shamans um, so that can be another another way, but it's like, don't think you're going to solve all this all of this stuff in six weeks. Like, this this is you know when I tell people, oh, this has been a journey of like 15, 16 years for me. They're like, oh wow, I haven't got that long. And I'm like, what? Are you are you going to say you're not going to start a journey that would make your life much better because of the fact that I said it took me a certain amount of time? Like, it's not been a it's been a lot of joy and fun along this way, but it also has down to been difficult 
and so forth. But I also had no guidance for many years. And it's only, you know, the last kind of four or five years, which has been like really rocketed me forward because I've had guidance and people there to help me. But there was also, I didn't have a lot of knowledge. So it's like, it's such a worthwhile journey because it will improve every aspect of your life. Like I focus on dating and relationships mainly and intimacy. But like my clients see benefits in there in every aspect of life. Like my clients are getting pay rises and promotions and starting new businesses and quitting their jobs to do things. Because when we get into the depths of this, it's not just about getting more dates, having more sex or mm. keeping the love of your life. It's like a whole, like it starts to affect every aspect of, of the way that you live. Yeah. It feels almost like, I don't know, being reborn in a way or just like really stepping into, okay, this is who I truly am and to who I truly want to be. That's not a journey that like I only want to last six weeks anyway. Like that's that's a feeling and, you know, a connection with myself that I want to have for the rest of my life, honestly. Like it's a lifelong journey and it takes that sort of, you know, consistent effort and commitment to yourself first before anybody else um so i, I definitely I, I agree and this has been so incredible so insightful david um can you let people know where they can find you how we can keep up with you yeah so um best place to find me is instagram it's always the place i'm most active uh, you can find me at the authentic man underscore um and I guess the next other place is probably my podcast, actually. Uh, at the moment, it's on pause, depending when this comes out. But I'm going to be re relaunching that very imminently, um, which is I'm really looking forward to because I love podcasting. I'm a big fan of podcasting. It's fun to sit and talk to people. Um, so you can find me, The Authentic Man, uh, with David Chambers. What's his full name? And obviously my website, um, www.theauthenticman.net. Wonderful. Yeah, I love I love these conversations. I definitely would love to have you back on maybe down the line um, to just continue this because there's, there's so many other questions that I had for you. Um, but this has been wonderful. So thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of Healing Through Love. You can find links on how to get in contact with today's guest in the show notes. So head on over there, continue the conversation. Be sure to follow, get notified about the next episode, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone.